everyone, and welcome to the Vendo Walmart and Amazon Growth Podcast. My name is Nicholas Martinez. I'm the VP of Marketing here at Vendo, and uh, I'm joined by two wonderful guests, one from the Vendo team and one from Christina Inc., and I'll, I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves in just a moment. Um, but for those of you that are just uh, tuning in to the podcast for the first time, uh, just to give you a little overview about Vendo, we are a 360-degree uh, marketplace growth agency focused on growing brands on Amazon and Walmart. Uh, we have a very uh, built-out team with uh, various departments to make sure that your, your business is tackled from every angle. Um, and as we always do uh, in these podcasts, we love to uh, drop as much knowledge as possible and give you all actionable takeaways so you can leave this uh, feeling you know, fulfilled and, and ready to, to conquer uh, the strategies. And so today we have a, a, an exciting uh, topic that we're going to be digging into, uh, how to build a content strategy for Amazon sellers. Um, and so we're going to be getting into, you know, how content marketing can help your Amazon business. What exactly does that entail? Um, how you can create content affordably, um, you know, the nuances of different uh, content real estate, you know, where should you put what type of content, how should you optimize it? Um, common flags um, that you might want to be prepared for when it comes to the type of copy, um, you know, Amazon uh, moderates for. Um, we'll talk about some tools and processes. So really lot, lots of great, great uh, meat on the bone here. Um, a lot that I didn't even just mention. So be sure to uh, listen through to the end and we'll give you all those golden nuggets. Um, but yeah, first off, uh, Jennifer, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, definitely. Hi, I lead the content marketing team here at Vendo. And so in a nutshell, we take our clients' product features and messaging, their brand voice, any assets that they have created, whether it be, you know, in social media, on their website, um, in a uh, brand deck, and we just reimagine everything and make it optimized for the Amazon platform. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And uh, Jennifer's been with our team for, for a long time now. She's one of our originals and uh, has been been killing it with, with building out this department. Um, so a lot of the work across hundreds of our brands uh, has come from her. So excited for her to share all of the uh, wisdom that she has. But our special guest, Christina, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So yeah, it's good. Awesome. So, so tell tell the audience a little bit about uh, you know who you are and, and and what your your business does. Sure. So, I actually was an Amazon seller back in 2019. Um, I pulled my product just after kind of the wave of COVID hit, and during that time, I actually opened up a copywriting agency. So, I specifically help Amazon sellers boost visibility and sales with all things content marketing and copy. So that could mean anything from building out a content strategy off of Amazon, as well as content strategy on Amazon. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, it was great, great meeting you for the first time at the, the uh, Sell and Scale Summit. Uh, yeah. you, you definitely seem to be, uh, you know, pretty, pretty well involved with the industry and, and uh, a lot of the big thought leaders. So um, excited for, you know, the audience to hear about kind of some of the, the different ways uh, that you look at content marketing as well. Um, all right, well, we're gonna get, dig in here um, and uh, kick it off with just a, a overview of, you know, 
whether uh, content is you know essential to growing your Amazon business. I think we're all here because we think it is. But uh, Christina and and, and uh, you know feel free to share your um, your thought on you know just content overall for for Amazon. So I'm I'm noticing a little trend where Amazon sellers are catching on to the content train, and it's really nice to see. Um, you know, the digital dawn is now, and the way that we can really make a difference in our brands and our businesses is through content marketing. So yes, <laughs> it's essential. Definitely, and and uh, I like some of these stats here. And and, and for those of you who uh, are listening and not not watching, uh, we'll we'll try to you know bring to light you know a lot of what we're showing here on the the screen, but. Christina, what's what's going on with uh, you know just content overall, like just just in general in the industry? Um, obviously, we know social media is huge, right? With the rise of platforms like TikTok, we're seeing um, you know all kinds of users flock to these social platforms. So, in 2021 alone, we saw 4.26 billion people access social media. So, if you're an Amazon seller sitting back wondering if now is the time to start social media in your business, it absolutely is. Um, and then we can scroll over and see 55% of consumers want to see more video content. Video is king for content marketing. Um, so whether you're on a social platform or your Amazon listing, video is a big component of your um, journey for content. And then, of course, we have some mobile stats, 82% of people purchasing or not mobile, sorry, 82% of people purchasing directly from social media. Um, so whether it be an ad or organic social content is really pivotal to helping grow your brand. And then lastly, um, this is kind of a little undervalued tidbit for content marketing is I think a lot of people think that blogging is kind of dead, but people are still purchasing after reading articles. That's where they go to gather information about products, especially listicles. So 61% of people actually purchase after reading a blog. So just some interesting stats to put into perspective. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think this is this is great, too, because even though, you know, we're going to be talking mainly about content marketing, you know, on Amazon, um, it's always uh, important to to think about different ways to leverage content marketing to drive outside traffic as, as well to Amazon. And, um, you know, I, I, the, the stat here about video content from brands um, is, is interesting, right? 55% want to see more video content. I think we've we've seen that uh, that trend um, over the years, and I think it'll continue. Um, and and Jennifer, you know, if you want to just touch a little bit on, um, you know, what, you know, what what type of video content you're working on, you know, I know obviously you and your team are, are putting in the copy around a lot of that video, but you know, just maybe high level, like what what placements on on Amazon are you um, are you kind of uh, leveraging the most for video? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, video, I feel like is just exploding on Amazon. There's so many different places we can use the video. I mean, traditionally within the listing, we that's always the place where we could add, add a video. Um, but um, right now we can also add video into enhanced brand content because Amazon has offered A plus premium. So if you're a brand registered owner, you'll have access to A plus. And then there's different requirements that um, that they that they have, which we'll go over later. But we can add a video in there. Um, we use videos in our brand store. We use video for advertising. Uh, there's just so many different options, and so it's great to have 
a bunch of different options, but it's truly a place where you can reuse all that content you've already created for social media um, or your D2C site. So there's a lot of opportunities there and it's really exciting. And we know Amazon themselves has given the stat that if you have a video that you can increase your sales by 10%. So that's quite a huge percentage. So there's a lot of good opportunities out there. Yeah, certainly. And uh, it, it was it was pretty exciting when Amazon uh, released that premium A-plus uh, content for um, not just Launchpad uh, sellers. Um, and, you know, because one of the perks, of course, being the fact that you can have video also in that that area. So it's good to see Amazon, you know, continuing to lean into those those trends that are happening off Amazon and, and adapting. Um, but we're going to get into a lot of these nitty gritty details. Um, we're going to we're going to be going over the six step content strategy for Amazon sellers. Um, but just to lay a little bit of a context and, and kind of, you know, um, background first, um, uh, Christina, if you kind of want to just touch on content marketing overall and, and, and uh, you know, what, what, you know, brands and sellers uh, should be thinking about uh, when approaching a, a content strategy for the first time. Sure. So <clears throat> similar to discussion around social media, we don't actually just start creating content out of nowhere. The strategy is really the foundation. First, understand the audience on Amazon as well as off of Amazon, and then building out what content is going to resonate the most with either shoppers or buyers um, and what platforms are really going to be pivotal. So the strategy is really the foundation to, you know, your whole content marketing journey. Um, and like I said, it starts maybe off of Amazon, but it definitely, you have a strategy for your content on Amazon as well. Excellent. So defining the goals, defining the audience, doing the, the audit, um, optimizing the account, developing the strategy, and then insights and, and analytics. Got it. And, and uh, Jennifer, would, would you say that, um, you know, how, how would you say your approach and, and Vendo's approach, um, you know, relates to, to this approach? Yeah, so I think uh, a lot of our brands that we work with have um, content that they've already created. And, and so, like I said, kind of in my intro, it's it's really how to reimagine that. And, um, and we really have to stick to the brand voice and what was set out. Because I think the most important thing to consider when you are creating content is that um, you really want to make sure that the content is looks and feels the same across all the platforms that you will use. So it's really important that when you're on social media and then that's gonna lead them maybe to go over, hopefully to go over to Amazon and purchase or to your DGC, wherever you are, people flip back and forth and do research on, um, on your content. And you wanna make sure that they are not landing in a foreign place. Like it all looks like familiar to them, like wherever they are, whether they're on your social media, if they're on Amazon. And so I think when you're thinking about a, a an overall strategy, that's, that's gonna be like one of the top things to think about is make sure that it's like standard across the board. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, um, yeah, important. And, you know, I think that that really gets at this account optimization um, step, right, Christina, where you're really just immersing yourself in the brand, making sure you understand, 
you know, what is their mission? What are their selling propositions? What, what is the way that, you know, what is the tone that they want to speak in, right? The voice um, to make sure that it's all, it's all consistent. And um, I, I know, if, you know, cause we work with a lot of, you know, brands that are D to C focused, um, you know, it's, it's critical that there's that consistency from, from D to C and really just anywhere that they're, that they're communicating with, with an audience. Um, so speaking of audiences, you know, understanding the, the, the audience personas, um, is, is of course going to be important and making sure that you're speaking to them in a way that's effective. Um, so I'd love to just kind of get, get your guys thoughts on, you know, how you go about looking at personas or defining them um, to lay that groundwork. Sure. I was just going to actually mention as well about the brand story. Sorry, just to backpedal for a moment. Um, just not only are we talking about building a story out with visuals, like carrying, you know, your hex colors and your fonts from Amazon to your social channels, to your website, but like you're mentioning, we're talking a lot about foundational messaging. And the reason that a strategy is so important is once you lay down this foundational messaging, you can use it across any channel, any site including your Amazon, your A-plus content, your first bullet point can be your unique selling proposition. And then you can carry all of that messaging to your social channels and your website. So that's why a strategy is so helpful because you're not kind of backpedaling and trying to figure things out later. You have it all um, before you're launching. Um, for the buyer persona, it's really important to get really granular. And we're going to talk a little bit later about how you can do that on Amazon. But as for off of Amazon, you really are going to take some time to do some market research and some social listening. Um, and this market research is going to help you understand who you're selling to, who your audience is, but their complete um, demographics. So not only the baseline things like their income and their profession, but we actually want to identify them as people. So um, at Christine Inc., when we're creating a buyer persona, we name them. Um, because we want to understand their lifestyle habits, their content patterns, their social media habits, all of those things can help us create better content on Amazon as well as off of Amazon. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to go back to what you were saying about the brand story, I think that's such a great insight because a lot of brands that we work with, um, I, I think they have their brand story, but they don't really think about how they it's so important to translate that over to Amazon because it's really the a big part of what makes someone connect to your product because they want to know the passion and the like the foundation of of how this you know inspiration came for the product and it makes them it makes them you know feel more connected so I think that's probably one of um like one of the most important things that we try to accomplish. Um, but yeah, back to persona. Um, I definitely think um, just as a guide, we can use the brand analytics on Amazon um, in addition to all the other research in, in creating that persona. Um, of course, this is only available if you are brand registered and then um, have brand analytics on the back end. So this might not be available to all sellers to begin with, but it does give a lot of great insights into um, gender, demographics, and also income, uh, age, education. So it's a really good tool to use to kind of like define that persona a little bit more and know who your audience is. Um, and the audience, like making sure that you know like who you're targeting, 
is so important. I know um, at Vendo, we have a, a very extensive questionnaire that um, that we kind of gather all the analytics and that's so to our brands, um, from our brands actually. So it's really important to find out like who are we speaking to, who is buying this product. Otherwise your the, the strategy for content is gonna be completely off. So yeah, this step is extremely important for sure. Yeah, and I, and I think you know it's 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 definitely a, a great call out because I think a lot of uh, you know there's there's still people out there that don't realize that if you are brand registered, you have access to demographic data. Um, it's still in beta, um, and it's only you know hasn't been around too long. So uh, I think this is definitely a good good call out if if you haven't uh, taken a look at that dashboard and those reports to to definitely go take a look um but like like you were mentioning too christina there's there's so many places where you can get those those signals and those data points and of course mm -hmm. it's a d2c brand they should have a lot of that data um you know if it's in shopify um and across their social platforms uh, you know even just the self-service analytics tools for social platforms can be um uh, you know enlightening and then of course google analytics and and there's all kinds of you know different um softwares out there where you can really um, you know do some deep deeper data diving but between like your own uh platforms um and then you know your amazon demographics this is this is a lot of great um information All right so i'm just going to move on here to the uh content uh pillar formation um and and kind of continue the conversation here around you know doing that kind of social listening if you will Right. So this is kind of the next step of an overall content marketing strategy. But keep in mind that all of these ideas we can still use when we're formulating content for Amazon. Um, so in this case, we're talking about a pillar formation. And basically, how do we get ideas for content? I often have sellers come to me who are frustrated by social media, feeling like, you know, they're running out of ideas. And this is basically a step-by-step -step plan as to how we create concepts for um, content. And you can kind of use this, I guess, if you want to get into your brand story on Amazon or that premium A-plus content, you can kind of look for some interesting tidbits that aren't already in your listing. But um, this is where you're going to head to sites like Google, Google Trends, um, Reddit, Quora. I know you guys have heard all of this by like, you know, many of the Amazon um, coaches and whatnot. But this is it. This is where you find your ideas for content marketing. So you will do a little bit of research on a um, root or seed keyword on Google or Google Trends. And within those main topics, you'll start pillaring out um, sub pillars, which we'll get to in the next slide. But that's kind of the basics of forming pillars. Yeah, so so interesting and, and very um, very like you know very thought out and detailed kind of process. So um, definitely uh, should be helpful for those who want to you know come back to this um, podcast and kind of take notes and, and really uh, drill down a little bit more on on you know how how obtainable this uh, this type of information is for them. Um, but yeah, moving on here to the. Uh, second part of the um, content pillar uh, and ideation kind of process. 
So this was just giving an example of, you know, going to Google and Google will basically tell you what common questions people are asking. I love this section of Google because not only can you use this to create long form blog articles, which you can then repurpose, which we'll talk about later, but you can use these questions in your Amazon listing. These are questions that customers and people are searching. So this is great for ideation. And then over to the right, we just have an example of a content calendar. Um, as a small Amazon business, you might not think that you need a calendar or an outlook, but as you start selling, you start realizing that there's all these important dates in your business, whether it be Black Friday, Cyber Monday, et cetera. So having those all laid out in a calendar is really helpful and it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, this one is actually from HubSpot. You can go download it for free um, and it's just a super helpful tool. Yeah, yes. I think these are. Um, so sorry, go, go ahead, sorry, I think these are so useful tips because just uh, the idea generation can be really overwhelming. Um, and so to go to Google and uh, look at the question section, and there's also um, on Amazon, even just going to the question and answers on similar products can also help you get some great ideas. And um, the the calendar, this calendar, making a marketing schedule for the whole year. I think that's that that gives you a very great basis for coming up with ideas because I mean we're all very familiar with holidays and um, so it really these tips that you have here are great because it, it just takes away some of that overwhelming feeling of like where am I going to come up with these ideas so. Totally. Yeah. That's the whole point too, with the strategy of content marketing is to get away from that content chaotic feeling. We want to move sellers into content clarity, we like to call it. Um, and these are just little tips to help do that. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to bring up Jennifer because our, I know our team does a lot around um, events, right? Uh, updating content around events. And uh, of course, having a calendar is, is, is the first place. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, Curating content that's specific to seasonality um, or specific events is, is of course, going to, you know, resonate more with the customer and, and convert at a higher rate. Um, and it can be a, a bit overwhelming, I know, uh, to create new content at, at, at that type of rate. But, you know, focusing on what are the, the biggest kind of tentpole events for your brand that year and at least developing a content strategy for that, um, you know, and planning ahead, of course. Um so really, really uh, useful um, kind of consumer experiences you can create through content there. Yeah. And I think once you have the plan and you've gone through one year of it, you'll realize, oh, the next year I am going to create similar content again. So if you create content for uh, like new year, new you coming up for January, for everyone that has new resolutions and new healthy goals, then you, you know, go through it once. And then the next year, you're like, I've, I've got this, like, this is on my calendar. I did this last year. So it just becomes easier and easier, I think. Yeah, very true. Um, and Christina, I know you, you've touched on this a little bit, but any, anything more you want to expand on with the, with the pillar formation? Um, so this is more for off of Amazon. I'm trying to think of how it could resonate, but just really quickly, um, this is how we create high performing content off of Amazon for social channels in particular. We really want to take our main topics and then we want to put them into three to five pillars. I like to call them scale, resonate, act, and repeat. And so these pillars are really how we grow an audience on social media. We don't just like 
slop up any old content. We're really trying to speak to an individual person throughout the buyer journey. And that's what these pillars help do. Um, they could be helpful, I guess, on Amazon in terms of following that buyer journey on Amazon. Um, and I guess that would mean really understanding your buyer avatar to start. Yeah, and then when it comes to, you know, the repurposing of the uh, the content, I think that's where, um, you know, you start to see even even more value. Um, like I know from, from our standpoint, um, you know, our creative team will put together content maybe for the brand store. Um, and then we'll be able to kind of repurpose, even if it's not, you know, a perfect copy and paste type setup, we're able to repurpose that content for an email that the brand sends out or a social post or something else off Amazon, uh, trying to drive awareness and traffic back to Amazon, paid, paid media, of course. Um, but you have some interesting uh, kind of co uh, call outs here too around, uh, you know, repurposing for, for blogs and um, video testimonials. Um, if you could speak a little bit about that. Sure. This is just, again, trying to really make content marketing a little more digestible and easier so that sellers really start jumping into it. So, for example, if you were to write a long form blog article, that one piece of content, it might be, you know, 2000 words and you might think that's lengthy, but then you're going to chop that up, turn it into 10 social media posts possibly get um, a brand ambassador or a UGC creator to create some type of video content. And then from there, you can translate all of those pieces of content to your Amazon listing. So it's really about um, making it, streamlining the process so that you're not doing double the work. You're really cutting down on the workload of content marketing. Yeah, and I think also um, another good point that comes to mind is not only can you repurpose everything on Amazon, but in the Amazon listing, we never know exactly where that customer is going to land. So will they land on the bullets? Although I don't think many people actually read through the whole bullets, but My heart. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, will they land on the infographics? Will they be in the enhanced brand content or A plus? Where will they go? So we probably only have, you know so many seconds with them. So we may have some of the same information in the infographics represented in a, you know, reformatted in a different way in the enhanced brand content, because you just don't know where they're going to be. Like they're never going to fully look through the whole listing. So even within Amazon, we can kind of um, go through some of those re-optimizations. Um, but um, oh, could you go back one slide, Nick? Uh, I think backwards. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so this slide is just kind of going through some of the, the things that we go through when we are taking content from other areas, from our social media, from D the DTC, um, translating them over to Amazon. And I think the most important thing to think about is that on Amazon, we do only have a few seconds. So we need to make sure all the copy and messaging is very short and concise and really think about that most shoppers are on mobile shopping. So that's, I think, sometimes hard because you have all this great content and to make it short when you've made all these amazing details go into it and then to let go of that that's one of the things that I find the hardest to do 
as a writer is is to kind of like shorten it down. But um, that's definitely a skill to kind of still keep the brand voice within this shortened edited copy. Um, and then secondly, like we already talked about is making sure that you do match your messaging across all the platforms. So once you get to Amazon, uh, a lot of people do do research on Amazon and you want to make sure if they flip back to your social media or your D2C that, that they have the same experience. Um, and then lastly, something really important on Amazon is you don't want to do all of this work and upload your new content and then just for it to be taken down because of flag because it was flagged from Amazon. So that's an important um, aspect to consider is to make sure that your work does not go to waste. <laughs> so. Very true. Really good point. Yeah, and I know we'll be going over in just a bit some of the uh, common flags that uh, everyone should be on the lookout for. So I'm excited to touch on that. But before that, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the key pieces of uh, content real estate on the uh, on the product pages um, and, you know, the different uh, kind of complexities of those those pieces of real estate and, you know, how you all go about thinking of what 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 to say, um, and what to show um, and how to prioritize. Um, so, yeah, if, if you want to kind of kick that off, Christina, um, that'd be awesome. Sure. So one of the newest features that is probably my favorite so far that Amazon has released is the brand story, because this is kind of the overall conversation, right? How do we create this story and then translate it across channel and platform? Um, so this section is just above the A plus content. And is it available to everyone or just brand registered sellers? I think just brand registered sellers. Um, but this is an opportunity for you to really tell people who you are as a brand, um, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, a shorter condensed mission um, and some of your defining factors. So I think it's a great opportunity and um, helps you convert a little bit better. Um, and so then we have, you know, your infographics and video content. You can um, maybe not exactly repurpose those from on Amazon to off Amazon, but with some slight tweaking, you can kind of take them across channel. And of course, the video stack. Um, I've seen some really great videos. The videos on Amazon are really um, getting a lot better, I find. People are level leveling up their video content. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, the video stack is great because, well, first of all, I believe, Nick, uh, correct me if I'm, wrong, if I'm wrong, but I think anyone can actually add a video during to that area. So it's really important that you take control of that of the videos and make sure that you have videos stacked there with your own brand. So that's something that is easy to forget about until you look at your listing at some point and realize that somebody else has gone in and sabotaged and added a video in there. So I think that's one thing that we want to make sure um, not to forget. But um, but back to kind of what you were saying, Christina, about. Um, like, well, repurposing, I think like when you write a huge long blog, I think that brand story is a, a great place to put a little snippet and really, and really repurpose that. So I'm equally excited about the brand story, um, not to be confused with, you know, having a brand story, which I think is <laughs> the original reason I, I think since Amazon calls this a brand story, I feel like that's like probably what they intended it to be was mostly like, what is your brand? What are you all about? But 
the options to put in these modules is unlimited. I mean, they don't really have any limitations ex except for space. And so um, we were messing around and figured out that you can actually add in 19 modules, which I don't, I, I don't think that's really a useful thing to do because I'm not sure who's going to scan through 19 modules, but um, I mean, really, you can really get creative here. And that's the amazing part about that. And it, it does feel interactive because it's a carousel and you can scroll through. So that makes it kind of more exciting and more kind of in your face because it's right there and a great piece of real estate on Amazon. But um, yeah, I think that's the exciting part about repurposing is that there's just so many opportunities, um, whether it be in the infographics, in this video stack and the brand story. Um, and I think on the next page, we have some other examples. I was just going to say a quick tip for video too. If you're if you're a newer seller and you're finding the overwhelm of budget constraints, um, UGC content here for a video is a great alternative. There are some really great talented UGC creators and they're very affordable. So, and again, you can repurpose those pretty much anywhere, your website, your Amazon listing. Yeah, that's a really exciting opportunity that I think is really expanding with UGC. So um, I totally agree. That's a great tip. Yeah, definitely. And, and here, I know we're, we're working on um, building out our kind of UGC network database, if you will. Um, so that's been a, a big project that we're looking to roll out in, in Q1 and really just be able to provide our brands with the resources that are needed to have UGC created for the product page, for ads, really for whatever purpose, without having to go down the more kind of arduous um, process of influencer marketing, right? Where content can be a goal, but usually there's, there's more strings attached. Um, and just to kind of touch on to like the infographics, cause I, I love this example here, um, uh, you know, which is showing off recipes, right. Um, and it's combining recipes with really like yummy imagery. So it's, it's, it's leaving like no rock unturned, right. It's not just recipes without the, the visual of the food. It's, it's both. And so, you know, the infographics, I, are really just a great opportunity to educate, inform, and hopefully create some like emotional connection with the brand, uh, with the consumer. Um, and then from a more promotional standpoint on the marketing team, what, what we do is we leverage these areas um, to call out certain types of offers. Um, and although Amazon's terms of service usually prohibits that, uh, it's one of those unenforced rules. We've been doing it for years. And so we'll usually put a promotional graphic at the end of the image gallery, um, calling out a pre-existing promo, but so that people can really see it, um, whether it's a, you know, a buy two, get 10% off, or maybe a reminder about subscribe and save, because sometimes people don't realize um, that that's an opportunity for them. And we've also started doing that with brand stories. We haven't, I don't think had any pushback, right, Jennifer? Um, yeah, we can get a lot away with a lot in the brand stories, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but I'm sure pretty soon they'll start enforcing it more like they kind of do for enhanced brand content. But it's interesting how the different areas in Amazon, you can push the limits more so than another area. So right now, we're pretty much all good in the brain story, but I'm sure that will change tomorrow as it does every day. And, and you can track through a discount code, right? So you could put like a unique code in there to, to be able to isolate what 
percentage of those sales came from the, the call out in the gallery or the brand story. So it's a, it's also a helpful way to kind of test how many people are engaging with that content. Right. Uh, but awesome. So a lot, lot, lot that can be done on the, the, the product page. Uh, but moving on here to the, to the brand store even more. Right. Um, so uh uh, would love Jennifer if you could kind of kick it off with just some of the, the different ways that you and the vendor team look at uh, optimizing brand stores. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason uh, we have this kind of uh, just an example of a brand store is just to show all of the tabs that you have. So um, I mean, you can basically build out practically a whole website here or just use the assets that you already have on your DGC or social media or whatnot and really tailor it. So um, if you want to make it all about like the information that you had in a blog article, you can make a tab about that. And we'll show you later how you can see how well that specific content is performing. But um, but yeah, we do, there's a lot of different things that we do with the brand store. Um, we try to um, like we advertise to subscribe and save page and, and that could probably be a whole additional, uh, podcast, but, um, just to kind of stick to basics as far as, um, there's just a lot of, I mean, you can um, like really like reuse any of your, of your content, um, in this, in this store. And there's also drop downs um, on the headers. So, but um, I'd say as far as social media, one of the best things about the brand store now is the post area. Um, and I'll, I'll let both of you talk more about this. Um, I, I, I can speak to that because uh, that's where the marketing team uh, comes in. So, so yeah, so for Amazon posts, um, you know, one of the, the easiest ways to usually to, to go about creating content is to mirror your pre-existing social content. Uh, typically, Instagram content works the best. Um, it's just photos right now, um, but I do see uh, Amazon coming out with video for this pretty soon. Um, they did just launch a new program called Amazon Inspire last week. Um, I was just reading about it this morning and uh, Amazon Inspire is basically like the, the shoppable TikTok of Amazon, whereas Post has been more like the shoppable Instagram of Amazon. Um, but as far as I could see right now, Amazon Inspire, um, you can only upload videos as an influencer or as a customer. So the brand control um, still uh, ends at photos, but uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how Amazon evolves that program. And then with posts, you know, they show up on the brand store, um, which just allows for, you know, more social proof and more kind of brand awareness. Um, but they also show up on the product pages um, for your products as well as competing products. So it's also a nice way to drive some competitive targeting and uh, steer some traffic away from some competitors to your products and there's no cost right now for this program. So definitely a, a, a big plus, uh, but yeah, like, like Christina and Jennifer were saying so much that can be done with the brand store, you know, creating seasonal landing pages, uh, brand story information, promotional landing pages, such as subscribe and save. And I know from like a marketing standpoint, we work with our ads team to drive traffic from sponsored brand ads to the brand store. Um, 
and, and we work with the copy team uh, to create copy for those at headline ads that is more curated towards that end destination. So, you know, uh, maybe we're, we're trying to drive subscribe and save on coffee. Um, and so we might run an ad with the ads team with a clever piece of copy um, that speaks to, you know, not wanting to start your day off without a cup of coffee. So you should probably, you know, set up, sign up for subscribe and save. So there's all kinds of unique kind of consumer journeys you can, you can create um, to, to really boost that, that click through and that, that conversion. Um, and then the one other piece that we we've talked to, but if there's anything else here that um, you guys didn't have a chance to go over that you want to call out um, uh, a plus premium, I know we talked about video being one of the call outs there, um, but anything else that's kind of top of mind that's been, uh, you know, been, been, been leveraged by the two of you. I was just going to quickly mention with the brand store that this is this is how repurposing is done at its finest. You know, we're talking about creating a content strategy and laying out your foundational messaging first. And you can just carry that over like drag and drop into your store. So there's cohesiveness and so that um, customers remember you on and off channel. You know, you're really building brand authority by doing that. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, as far as the A plus premium features that uh, Amazon is rolling out right now, you can only get this if you are brand registered and you have A plus regular A plus on all of your listings. Um, and then you have, to, or actually, I'm sorry, it's the brand story on all of your listings and then A plus on 15 SKUs. But once you have that and can be eligible for A-plus premium, then it opens it up to a lot of different opportunities. So if you have a lot of information, like um, such as in a blog or elsewhere, you can present the information in a more consumable way. So it allows you to have hover points so that all the information is not just right there in your face. You can have it so it only pops up when you hover over it you can put it in a carousel format um and then like we said you can have video but you can also include a q a that's an interactive that has drop down so it gives a lot of different opportunities so that you can stuff it full of information but in a manageable way excellent yes really exciting to see just amazon giving brands more and more um capabilities to really express their their brand image right and it, it it was a smart move and continues to be because you know in, in our experience you know brands have been hesitant to get onto amazon for a number of reasons but one of the reasons is usually lack of brand control right um just blending in with the masses and hopefully with this you know people will say you know i just bought from you know brand uh you know, whatever the name of the brand is, rather than always saying, oh, I just bought from Amazon, right? Um, and, and so that as a brand owner, um, you know, uh, you, you want to make sure your customers are thinking about your brand and not like just another product on, on Amazon. Um, all right, so we're going to uh, ch change uh, pace here a little bit. Um, we've got two more areas to go over. Uh, one is uh, the common flags uh, to be on the lookout for. So for those of you who heard us call that out a little bit earlier, we're going to dive into that and then we'll finish it off with a discussion around uh, analytics, tracking, reporting, really making sure that all of this uh, great work, um, you know, is, is justified and, and shown in ROI. So, uh, yeah, 
either of you feel free to uh, take it away with you know what you're seeing as far as flagged copy goes. Okay, yeah. So like we talked about a little bit before, depending on the area that you are that you're working on in Amazon, if it's infographics or A plus, different things will get flagged that would not get flagged in another area, such as the brand story. But um, these are just uh, a summary of some of the things that, depending on the category, can get flagged. Um, that's another thing is that you may use some wording in one category and it's fine, but yet if you write in another category, it could get flagged. And usually if some sometimes if you have the proper paperwork, you can you can get you know your your listing unsuppressed. But these are kind of just some of the things that we try to stay away from. So, the word guarantee or um, anything alluding to that boastful language really gets flagged very quickly in A+. Um, we see a lot of issues regarding environmental claims. Um, and we think that's because depending on the city, there's different rules on what can be you know, recycled or whatnot. But I think Amazon has a lot of issues with with what they're claiming claiming is sustainable or eco-friendly. So we run into a lot of issues with that. Um, and then like pesticide claims. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different things. Um, and then we, you can look back at that slide later, but um, those are just kind of just highlights. Um, but then, but we also see um, a lot of different issues if, which you just need to be careful as far as making a claim. Um, Amazon doesn't want to get sued and and neither do you. So um, it's really important to make sure, especially if you're, if, even if it really is um, passed through the FDA, that's that's something that you just need to make sure to make an addendum and, and make that clear, um, or if it's not been evaluated by the FDA. So it's those kind of words, FDA, they get they get flagged or anything that Amazon thinks is a claim. So you just need to make sure that that you that you cover that um, in all areas of your content. I think it's a good note too that you mentioned earlier how different categories react differently. I notice commonly that um, we know that bots scan the content, obviously. So we could have two identical listings, very similar products, and have an issue in one and not have an issue in another. So you just have to be really mindful. We always err on the side of caution, like you said, because it's far less headaches, especially when you're dealing with hundreds of SKUs. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great conversation. And also that list is fluid. Like there's a lot of great words on there that we know a hundred percent, like we avoid, but, um, there are other words that you might not think of, you know, trademark words can be tricky. Like Velcro is actually a, um, uh, a prohibited claim because it's trademark. So it's kind of fluid. There's lots of other words that you have to think of. And if you're not sure, you can always go to Seller Central. They have extensive information about FDA and pesticide claims. I don't know if they have a verbatim list though. So it's oh, yeah. an error, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that is one thing that you kind of just need to create your own list for your brand because it's, it's ever-changing, as you said. And and the thing also is that you may have used one phrase and then you go, you know, a month later to update your listing and all of a sudden something that you used in the past is going to get flagged. So that's um, 
just a headache that we both deal with as uh, content creators. Um, and that's something like that Amazon, you know, brings as a headache and you have to really try to guess and make sure that you're using your best judgment and be able to be fluid and change it um, when you need to. So that's, that's always like one of the biggest challenges I think with Amazon is, is guessing what's going to happen and then just going with the flow once something does happen. Very true. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, from, from my standpoint, what, what I've seen work well for that, and I'm sure you guys can attest to is just planning ahead, right? If, if you need a brand store or a product to go live on a certain date, you can't just assume that within that turnaround moderation period, it's going to be live because there might be a keyword that all of a sudden Amazon's flagging now and you haven't had that problems with in the past. So it can really alter your, your timelines for launching that content. So you really can't plan, you know, uh, too early. <laughs> um, yeah. I've seen the back and forth go more times than, you know, I have fingers on my hand. So <laughs> yeah. It, it can be uh, it can be kind of frustrating sometimes, um, but all right. Just for the the last part here, I'm gonna just skip ahead to the um, the measuring and tracking and and kind of uh, analytics side of things. Um, so, Christina, if you want to kind of kick it off uh, with you know what you look at with with other channels, and then uh, we can talk about uh, on Amazon specifically. So you're gonna see some fluidity fluidity in these, obviously. Um, but off of Amazon, we're looking at growth rate and engagement impressions, um, as well as distribution, how, how many people did our content actually reach? And then the impression would be how many people actually stopped and viewed it. And then we want to know website traffic and retention, all those kinds of great numbers. Um, looking at analytics in your content is extremely valuable. It helps you optimize your content over time, whether on Amazon or off of Amazon. Yeah, for Amazon, on the back end, we don't always have the exact same tools um, that we have elsewhere, but we do have some measurements that we can use that are quite similar. Um, if you can go back back one slide, sorry. Um, so we're gonna look um, at the sales impact and growth, um, and then also your sessions and conversion rate and your customer experience and reviews, because you wanna make sure that the content that you presented is uh, translating to what the customer actually gets when they have the product. So if we presented something in one way and they get the product and it's not what they were expecting, then that's really going to um, going to mess with like your reviews and conversion. Right. Great point. And then it looks like the, this slide here, kind of a. a uh, elaborating on uh, some of these different, uh, you know, metrics and and how to you know think of them and and assess them. Um, any any color that you you two want to add to this? I think looking at the sessions is really important. Getting into the back end and kind of you know going over these kind of analytics for the Amazon listing in particular is really valuable. Yeah, definitely, and just a basic way of looking after you have updated new content is to make to look at the sales numbers and definitely take at least two weeks before you've updated the content and then numbers for at least two weeks after. I mean, I personally like to do a little bit longer than that um, because 
it's it's difficult because you may have other updates that you made, such as increase in advertising spend. Maybe you had some outside traffic that came in. And so taking just, you know, only a few days to look at to see what the increase is, is, is difficult because you have to consider all those factors and make sure it averages out. Certainly. Uh, and yeah, on the brand store side, there's some other metrics you can see there too, right? Yeah, definitely. I think the brand store, there's some more flexibility. Um, basically for a product engagement, you can look at views, clicks, and click-through rate. So it's the products that are within your brand store. Um, but some other interesting things are if you did have a page in your brand store where you were uh, focused on one topic, you can look through and see what kind of engagement you have by page, like how many people are visiting that page um, compared to your other pages. And so that gives you a little clue in on how your content is performing. And then um, just in general, they have stats on as far as how many people are following your store. So that's always interesting to see. Yeah, and then also seeing like what what sales come through which pages um, that of course is is helpful especially when you're running ads to certain landing pages um, for promotional purposes um, like we were talking about um, uh, earlier um, and last but definitely not least um, and I'll, I'll just touch on this one um, SEO so of course we 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 talked a lot about you know the six uh, steps to to building out our content uh, strategy and all of the, you know, a lot of the complexities and, and, and uh, ways to track and test and, and think about it. Um, but of course you need to have a, a strong uh, SEO foundation in order to really um, grease up that Amazon algorithm um, and not, and make sure that your, your content isn't just, you know, servicing those people who, um, you know, are, are reading it, of course your, your audience, but also servicing the algorithm so that you show up uh, higher in the rankings for those keywords. So it's a, it's a balance, right. Between uh, making consumer friendly uh, and consumer converting copy. Um, and then also copy that um, speaks to the algorithm. You know, you don't want to do too much one, one way and, and lose some people because you're just stuffing keywords in there. But at the same time, you you have to do it to make sure that you're you're ranking for those relevant keywords. And this is such a, a big topic. I think we should uh, we should probably have a, a separate um, uh, podcast on on SEO and and maybe also bring on our SEO um, uh, optimization uh, manager um, who who is the one that does a lot of this research on our team anyway and kind of supports the. The copy, but this has been a really great conversation. So much detail in this, so many uh, actionable takeaways. Um, definitely um, one of our more robust podcasts. So really appreciate the two of you, um, you know, taking the time to really spell out not just you know high level, but really spell out the steps, the tactics, the the thinking. Um, so hopefully the audience uh, enjoys. But um, Christina, where where can people find you? Where how how, how can they reach out to you um, if you'd like to share? Sure. So you can email me at hello at christineinc.com or check out my website, christineinc.com, but I'm also very social. So you can find me on social media. Uh, Christina Inc. Content Marketing is the handle that you'll be looking for. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, 
If anyone wants to reach out to uh, Vendo, vendocommerce.com, hello at vendocommerce.com, or feel free to leave uh, comments below. Uh, Jennifer, uh, myself, uh, the team, we're, we're here for you all. So uh, thanks for joining today, and uh, we'll see you all uh, on next week's episode.